0: And today, key seven, continually making our love for the Lord our greatest priority in life. (laughs) Key number seven to living a victorious Christian lifestyle is that we need to continually, we need to be, be, be working ourselves, continually making our love for our Lord Jesus Christ our number one greatest priority. And in his presence, we will find the fullness of joy. I always mention to people, if you're unhappy, if you're burdened down with the pressures and the stresses of life, I always say, find more of Jesus. His His love, his joy is everlasting. Our relationship with the Lord is the most important thing in our life. My wife and I share she, and she opened this morning and, and she and I have, 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 have spent an amazing 32 years of marriage together. But she knows and I know that our first priority in our marriage is Jesus Christ. It's Jesus, it's His Word because in His Word with Jesus at the center of our marriage I will guarantee you, you will have a successful marriage if your wife or your husband can look to the Word of God and have God as number one. That's our call. It's our destiny. Because everything in our life, it needs to flow out of our intimacy with the Lord. And what does flowing of intimacy in the Lord look like? It's joy. It's peace. It's purpose. It's guidance. It's a love for others. Growth in Christian character is part of our life flowing out of the intimacy of Jesus in us. A great key to maintaining our peace and joy in the midst of all of the craziness that's going on out there, all of the everyday challenges. How many of you know that even before this pandemic, there were challenges in life? And chances are, when this pandemic ends, it won't be the end of challenges. Or sometimes our lives feel so complex and the complexities are building and building around us. But I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that to maintain that peace and joy in the middle of it is having quality time with Jesus. With Jesus Christ, our living Lord and Savior. Having quality time in His Word Meditating on him day and night, as Psalms 1 says. Day and night. I want to turn to to the book of Luke, chapter 10. We're going to start in verse 38. Luke 10, verse 38. And now it happened, as they went, that he entered a certain village says, Jesus and and the people around him following him. And it happened as they went into this certain village that a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. We have Martha and we have Mary. Sisters in the house. But they saw the situation both two very different ways. Verse 40. But Martha was distracted with much serving. Whenever I see that, it, it doesn't mean that Mary didn't serve. But Martha was distracted with it. I think Martha got upset at Mary in just a a, a few, few more sentences here because Mary usually served with Martha because service is part of what we do. But in this time and situation, there was something happening that Mary picked up on and Martha hadn't. Maybe Martha was distracted. Let, let, let's, let's, let's open this up a little bit. She was distracted with much serving. Maybe people are becoming distracted with many things. Maybe they're being distracted with the news media. Maybe they're being distracted with the election south of the border. Maybe they're being distracted with the mask band Maybe they're being distracted with mortgage payments. Maybe they're being distracted with, with being laid off of work or whatever it might be or sickness of some kind. But Martha was distracted with much serving. Something was distracting her. And she approached Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Immediately, she's speaking a little bit like a guilt motive about her sister It's interesting I sense that we are in a time where that's very similar there's a guilt motive right now And you know what there's even governors in America that have said tell us on tell on your neighbors There's a guilt motive it's okay to go tell on people are doing something that they don't want you to do. It's okay if, if to go tell on people what they do in their own privacy of their home. I, I... Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Selfish attitude, statement. But yet Martha's an amazing woman of God. I walk into a a store and I don't have a mask on and I feel guilty. I feel like people will shame me. Now I guess we're supposed to. I have a mask on every, every building we go into. I, I'm not going to wear a mask in my house. I was actually going to put on five masks this morning and come up and oh, peel off five masks, but I decided not to. Again, I'm not against masks. But I am against shaming people into wearing them. And I am against people who live in fear Not wisdom, but fear. Verse 41. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. (laughs) I think he said it with a stern type of a voice. He loved her. He loved Mary and Martha. I think he said it with You're not getting it type of an attitude. Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. In other words, why, Martha, are you letting these things trouble you and worry you? It's one thing to serve, but it's another thing to guilt somebody into it. It's okay, wonderful, you want to wear a mask, but I truly believe in my core value. It's wrong to guilt somebody into wearing one. Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, and I felt like the Lord lay on my heart. How do we have intimacy with him? Not by serving and worrying about all the things that are going on around us. That is not how we have intimacy with Jesus. Verse 42, Jesus continues saying, But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. <laughs> I love Martha and Mary I think they're amazing and their service is amazing and again Mary was a great server never was there anything written about her that she just never served anybody no 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 but one thing is needed in these seasons Martha you were letting the season engulf you and wrap you up into such a ball that now you're shaming people to help you. But in this season right now, there's one thing that is needed and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. That is intimacy with me, says the Lord. One thing is needed in this season right now. It is intimacy with God. He is the answer. He is the way, the truth, and life. Because when we spend time with the Lord, it helps us get the right perspective of life. Spending time with the Lord enables us to have a greater sensitivity to what really matters in life. The more we spend with Him, the more sensitive we become to the understanding that we just need Him, and we need Him more abundantly. when we have intimacy with the Lord increasing in us it will build relationships with others around us. I look forward to the day when this whole thing is gone but I I don't know if we'll ever go back to what we were the normal I think there's a new normal coming out of this which I don't know what it's going to look like. But I will know one thing. I will daily look to my Lord, and I will grow deeper, and I will grow stronger in Him. And out of that intimacy with my Father, what empowers me is a rushing mighty wind, tongues of fire of His Holy Spirit and presence upon me, that I will grow our marriage even deeper and stronger. And I will speak it into my kids. I will speak it into my grandkids. I will speak it into our church. I will speak it into our churches. I will shout it from the mountaintop, whatever it takes. I'll be up there by myself with big speakers. That's fine. But I'm going to shout it from the mountaintop that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus himself emphasized over and over in the scriptures the importance of making our love for him our highest priority in life. And he shared about two great commandments. Let's turn to Mark chapter 12, verse 30. Mark 12, verse 30. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. (laughs) This is the first commandment that we have been given. Love your God, love Jesus, love Father, love Holy Spirit with all your heart, all your soul, your mind. Your will and your emotions. That's your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. As you transform your heart into loving Him more, your mind, your will, and your emotions begin to, to, to literally be in, in, entranced into His presence. And your strength. I'll tell you what, I, I want to give my strength into my love for my Father, God. Father God, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's where I want to give my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength. Not into all the worries and issues of this world. And the second commandment mark chapter 12 the next verse 31 and the second like it is this you shall love your neighbor as yourself there is no other greater commandments than these you shall love your neighbor as yourself My neighbor has a a family gathering celebrating a birthday of 90 years old or or whatever it might be a family gathering. I I am not going to pick up my phone and say, hey, I think they have one too many people over there. No, I'm going to love them as myself, greater than myself. I'm not COVID police nowhere on my title says am I a COVID enforcer I never went to school and training for this I went to seminary I went to Bible school but I never learned never taught how to be the police I leave that to our amazing police forces. And I tell you what, I don't think we should defund them. I think we should multiply their wages for they're out on the line risking their life every day. Ooh, that's on a political. The Bible refers to King David as being a man after God's own heart. And how did David get this This title that was given to him in the words. Because David spent tons and tons of time worshiping God. Tell you what, if you're laid off during COVID, and you usually worked an eight-hour day. Why don't you spend eight hours a day worshiping? Oh, you want to see some changes in your life. We must make time with the Lord. I believe in these types of seasons, we need to make more time. And making time means it has to be a priority. As we make this time with the Lord, we will maintain our first love for Jesus, which is our greatest blessing in life. That's why when I have gone into countries where Christianity is illegal, how the people in the underground church aren't listening to what the government law says about Christians, that they have the joy of the Lord and many times more than I see in my own country It has freedom. Had freedom. They are more united together than many churches I've seen around the world. Because when the laws start shutting down your religious belief structure, you'll get One of three types of people. One, 100% agreement with the law and shut down your religion. Or two, don't really care about the law, whether it's right or wrong, but just don't do anything about it. Or three, know that no world law overpowers the law of his scripture in my life oh they right now can keep us separated from gathering i get it let's just see it ends up for us it'll be three sundays interesting timing i believe they call it a two-week shutdown it ends up starting on a friday and ending on a monday three sundays to curb it. So help me. It's going to be a tough, tough battle. If after three Sundays of shutdown, down and shut down church, oh, we're going to extend it till January 1st. Hmm. I guess we start to enter seasons and times. of the importance of the celebration of Jesus Christ's birth on this earth. I'm hoping it ends in three weeks. But I'll be honest with you, I'm not saying this prophetically, but maybe a bit. I have a gut feeling it's not just going to be three Sundays. And that breaks my heart, saddens my heart, that in a country built on Christian values, built on scriptural, uh, actual scriptures. That that we're going to shut this down. I I believe right now people need the church more than ever. Our suicide rate has skyrocketed. Our divorce rates are skyrocketing. Our depression rates are skyrocketing. Alcoholism and drug abuse has skyrocketed. I want to say, I believe more than ever we need the church as a support group, because support groups can stay open. But we need a church that is the support group, because that is what the Bible says, that it's our families that support one another. It's the family of God that supports each other and even doesn't just hang out supporting their own Christian people, but actually help support. Anyone who needs help Our church our building our land is actually registered as a rescue center That if a tsunami or hurricanes or fires or whatever happens and and the economy go crashes or, day, or or a hotel burns down We actually open up our doors in the time of crisis We even have it registered with the government that we open our doors in the time of crisis Psalms chapter 63, starting in verse 1. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Early in the day, I will start seeking you every day of my life. I'm adding a little bit. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water, I have looked for you. Where? In the sanctuary. I have looked for you in the sanctuary. To see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life. <laughs> your loving kindness is better than my freedom on this earth. Your loving kindness, I cannot buy with things. Your loving kindness has been given to us. And it's better than any life could live on this earth because my lips shall praise you. And thus I will bless you. While I live on this earth, I will bless you. Remember, this is David singing, singing, singing. Thus I will bless you. While I live on this earth, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Oh God, I lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. They don't want us to have family gatherings, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to gather with my family. family, spiritual family, my family, my wife, my children. I would gather right now with every one of you because I'm not in fear of getting struck by lightning or fear of dying in a car accident I'm not in fear of getting cancer i'm not in fear of getting covid i'm not in fear of dying of influenza i'm not in fear of the things of this earth my trust is in him and i lift my hands to him and when i praise him and celebrate him and lift my hands to my father god i will be satisfied with good food. Good food of his presence, of the joy of his strength. And my mouth shall and will praise you with joyful lips. Remember, we started out in the morning time. We will worship him. Verse 6 says, When I remember you on my bed, I will meditate on you in the night watch. What he's saying, what David has learned is that he has to 24-7 be in his presence, the Father's presence, God's presence. to Meditate on him day and night. Because you have been my help. You, oh God, are my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. In the shadow, the protection of our almighty God, I will rejoice. I will rejoice. It's a portraying of an eagle's wings. The wings, they shadow us against the fiery evil darts or arrows against us. They shadow us by in the laws of our lands. They shadow us in healing of our soul and healing of our bodies, they shadow us, these wings. That we are to mount up also as wings like eagles. You see, because with God in us, we also become shadowing over the ones that need. I want to encourage us on this This special day that the Lord has made that we will rejoice and be glad in this day. Even in the middle of trials and in the middle of tribulations, I will look, I will raise my hands to my God, and I will sing of his goodness. And live in his mercy every day of my life. And I truly believe right now, as I call up Rianne to be here with her husband, Chuck. I truly believe as they continue on into the celebration, the worship of the King. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that is still on the throne. He is worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. That through this internet, through the, the computers and the TVs and everything that you're watching right now, that you will be immersed, uh, that there will be a, a transference of His presence uh, through these televisions and these TVs. That there will be healing touches on people that need a miracle in their life right now. I truly know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that there is no earthly law it will hold him down. Shh. I know that I know that I know the more we live a victorious Christian lifestyle. The more favor, the more blessings the more miraculous the more peace the more joy it will emanate from us fill us and emanate from us that when we walk past someone in the mall or, or the grocery store that our they might be able to get into the shadow of his presence emanating from us. That we will not be irate and aggravated, but we will have the peace that passes all understanding. And when someone comes up to me and says, why don't you wear a mask? I will be able to say to him, because my faith is not in the mask. My faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And people will say, oh, my goodness. You're irresponsible, Brent." Oh, no. I wear a mask where I need to wear a mask. But where I don't have to wear a mask, I don't wear one. And if that bothers you a lot, then you need the soul search. You can wear it. I'm not telling you not to. I'm just saying that if a serpent jumps out of a fire, poisonous viper bites me. I will shake that thing off back into the fire. I will go in as I have into leper colonies I have gone into them I have gone into areas where where the AIDS kids are dying left them, and you don't want to touch them but I don't care I touch them and you can call that irresponsible but maybe it's just a level of faith that I have in my life and I'll tell you what if I get COVID and I die from it then at least I get to go to glory am I asking for a suicide watch absolutely not but I believe my lord and savior the healing miraculous power i have seen too much with my own eyes around the world that if i chose not to believe this way i would be a hypocrite and i just can't do that i have seen i remember years ago in the beginning of ministry god i will know miracles are real today if if at least one of these people get healed And I'm not talking about, oh, I got a headache. I'm talking about a miracle. Years ago, I remember saying it to the Lord. Oh, Lord, would you show me at least one supernatural miracle? And he did over and over and over again. I have seen legs grow out. I have seen ears grow back on. I tell you what, what I have seen, I have watched dead come to life. I have seen so many things that I will not stop Believing in my faith in Jesus Christ. I can't. So if you see me walking into a store that doesn't mandate masks and I don't wear one, that's my choice. out of fear, I don't want to have to put it on because I'm scared. And I don't want to have to be shamed into it. Now, as of Friday, we have a government mandate an order here in B.C. We can't have even 50 in our church anymore. Thus, we have a studio now with just minimal, minimal Social distancing people. I pray for wisdom in our governments. I pray for our prime minister. I pray for our health officials. I pray, Lord God, that they will have an encounter of wisdom because Jesus Christ, you are the man of wisdom, as the Bible says, and I pray, Lord, that our pri- our governments, our prime minister, our health officials will have an encounter of wisdom, of you, Jesus Christ. I pray that you will give them wisdom on understanding whether or not this is truly a pandemic or not, whether this, ha- how to best battle this virus. I ask, Lord God, that it will not be a political cho- a choice, but, Father, that it will be wisdom in their minds. I ask for that download. I really do father I also cry out to our government officials and say please do not continue shutting down the churches you can go to a liquor store an essential service you can go to a marijuana store an essential service but for crying out loud you can't come here Something's not right, people. You can go drug yourself and medicate yourself, but you can't actually get filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit as a family in the same building. I'm being honest with you. It doesn't sound right, and it's not right. But, for now we abide. But I believe that there is a mighty fire that is growing. It cannot be quenched. It cannot be controlled. And I pray that you and I will be that fire on this earth.